Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. So if this is your first time joining us, we want to welcome you to the Kelly family and let you know we exist for you. So if you're an organizational leader who's wrestling with some topics that you want to get some expert advice on from some of our faculty, or you'd love for us to cover a whole episode on an issue that you're wrestling with, or maybe you just know of a person who would make a great guest for our show, we would love to hear from you. So send us an email to ROIPod, that's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-E-P-U-I.edu. Well, last week, we started a conversation about how businesses need to re-enter as we exit this COVID-19 lockdown. What does that re-enter strategy look like? And we started with the mindset, having the right mindset as an organizational leader to be able to not only take care of yourself and lead yourself, but then to lead your team. Again, we are joined by Professor of Management and Business Law, Charlotte Westerhouse Renfro. Charlotte, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Matthew. Glad to be back. So last week we started out with the mindset, you know, having the right mindset as a leader. And so if you haven't listened to that, we highly recommend you go back. This is going to build the foundation for today because today we are bringing it to strategy. Correct. Very much so. And if we could, as we talk about strategy, for all those of you who are listening, I would like for you maybe to start out with this analogy or backdrop in your mind. We talked about teams last time, and I want you to imagine, if you can, as I go through some of my tips, that this, you were actually at a football game, okay, or maybe a basketball game. And as you're looking there down on the team, you're going to be seeing a combination of a variety of folks. In this case, as we talk about emerging into the market, coming out of the COVID-19 going forward, if you could imagine that the business owners and entrepreneurs are kind of like the players and the coaches and the owners, okay? So that's what's sitting down there on the field at the start of the big game. And the team members in the uniforms of this game are your employees, your customers, the suppliers, the community, the government. There's a bunch of team members on the field getting ready to start. And as a game starts, if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, you're the player, you're the coach, you're the owner, I think there's three things that you need to keep in mind. And we are actually uh, in the marketplace watching you with your team. There's three things for you to keep in mind. You need to know the rules of the game and you need to have strategies and you need to know the difference between strategies and tactics and you're able to expertly implement your tactics. I love this analogy of kind of restarting a game because, you know, when we left off, when when everything started to lock down and, and people had to, you know, close up their businesses for this time, you know, it did kind of create a lapse. And so it, it is a fresh restart, uh, whether people want it to be or not, we do have to restart at some point. And I think the, the analogy of a sport game where you have to start from scratch, everyone's starting with the same rules, everyone's starting at the same time um, and you have to play to win and like every effective team that wins you can't just 
go out there and hope for the best. You do need to have a, a plan of execution and how you're going to do that. Exactly. That's what a winning team has. And you mentioned rules. So let's start there. Um, the business owner entrepreneurs, you actually have to know the rules of the game. Now, here's some good news. Some of the rules of the game in running your business have remained the same. There are laws that have remained the same. That's some of the good news. And ethical behavior, okay, is still an expectation. So that has remained the same. But a lot has changed. The rules in business, the business game, have changed dramatically in the midst of the COVID-19. It is creating perhaps the most serious global economic crisis in a century. Some of the rules that have changed as a business owner or entrepreneur or actually even a manager or a supervisor you're going to see and you're experiencing right now are rules that deal with, of course, the social distancing measures. This is a big one. It's a big one for your employees. How close they work and proximity to each other, what is safe. Social distancing is a big one and it is causing some dramatic, dramatic changes and ways of discourse as businesses have had to close down because they're not able perhaps to manufacture or produce and maintain the social distance in order to keep their employees and their customers safe. And there's just some businesses where customers in the past want to be close to each other, like a football game or a, a restaurant or a movie theater or a mall. So these rules have changed. And with the changing of the rules, over time, the rules will consistently change. So we're gonna talk about a tactic that can help business owners and entrepreneurs and leaders. And one of those tactics is agility. But Matthew, we're gonna to get to that towards the end. And I, and I love the, you know, this idea of keeping some of these rules, because I think for a lot of these rules, they are unwritten. I mean, you know, while the governor's orders are in place and while, you know, there are um, practices that we must follow, eventually those will lift. And it's going to be kind of on the organizational leader to decide whether they continue to instill social distancing or to keep some of these, you know, previous rules in play. And, you know, and I think eventually people will probably their comfort level will get back down once time goes on. But that is going to be key just because something reopens doesn't mean everything's going to be instantly back to normal. And I think for a lot of organizational leaders, if they jump into that quick, you know, hey, all right, let's just fill the restaurants, fill our stores, let everyone just get back to normal right away. It could turn some people off from actually going in who still need some coaxing or still need some time to get comfortable with being around a lot of people again. Oh, you're absolutely right. And talk about comfort. Another rule that has changed are employees working remotely at home, trying to stay productive. Whether they be alone or with family, with partners, this is this is a huge rule change for many businesses. Now, some businesses have been doing this for quite a while, but the rules have changed and how to manage these employees will take an expert coach and you're gonna have to get expert at this very, very quickly uh, with technology. Other rules that have changed that are, will continue to change and may not be set in cement, but you're going to have to be agile in order to be able to actually engage in the game of business, deal with delivery of services and goods, um, supply chains have been reorganized. Uh, well, people want the same services and goods. 
when the country reopens, but we want them in the same way. Right now, we're taking a lot of things by delivery. I don't know about you, but I'm getting a lot of packages in my front door. And will I continue to do this? And then another change that's happening and a lot of businesses are trying to deal with as they look at their supply chain is they're going to have to probably think about diversifying their vendors. And of course, that could affect prices. So the rules, some rules are staying the same. Some rules are changing day by day. This is a reality what business are dealing with now and as they enter the market after the country reopens. And it's good for organizations to realize that because, you know, you don't want to fight a trend that's happening within the market. Like you said, you know, even I think we talked about this in previous podcasts is that people who maybe were so uncomfortable shopping online or buying their groceries online really were kind of forced into shopping online and could have found out that, you know what? I really like this. It saves me a lot of time. It's so convenient. I'm able to do so many other tasks and then show up and my groceries are waiting for me. And, you know, now all of a sudden a major uh, segment of your your customers could have shifted now to mostly online, making it, okay, now we have to shift our model. Like how do we meet the demand and the new demands as they come up? And I think that's a really good thing to for, for a lot of organizational leaders to keep in mind is staying that kind of keeping that flexibility and and not bucking the system, but rather kind of adapting to where people are moving, especially in the re-entering phase. Yeah, this is a huge factor. And going back to the analogy of a football game, what a lot of coaches and fans of games like is knowing the rules. Uh, Knowing the rules helps you actually in creating. And we're going to the next part. I think it's important for Uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, employees, actually going into the future is strategy. So this is ever-changing. No one has all the answers. It's very uncomfortable knowing that the rules are changing as time is evolving, Uh, but they are. And agility is very important. Now, strategies. All great coaches, all great leaders have strategies. And here's the key. You have to have your strategies, which are pre-formulated game plans. You got to have your objectives. You have to have your approaches. And these approaches guide and have always guided successful business owners and entrepreneurs in reaching their goals. They're pre-formulated. And I really stress this. A lot of, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs will say, can you help me? Tell me what to do with your experience. And I will say, before you do You've got to have a game plan. So going back to football, you know what your team, who's on your team. You know where your talent is. Um, Just like in football, you've got your offensive players who can execute. They'll help you score. They'll help you win. They've done it in the past. They'll they'll do it in the future. You've got your defensive players who will actually help you defend as you are moving forward. So it's great to have people on your team who can execute, people who can win. But if they don't have a strategy, just like a football team, they're going to be on the field and not know where and what to do. That's chaotic. So make sure you understand that tactics are not strategies or game plans. Now, I hope you're wondering, Matt, and also the listeners, what are some great strategies that can be applied to a variety of businesses, all right, and enterprises. First, typically, and this I don't think is going to change, 
when businesses and organizations are revamping or creating their strategic plan, they do something that is very common called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. They examine their business and their enterprise to determine their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, all right, and their threats, all right? And this is ever changing, ever changing, because what was strong two months ago, all right, may not be strong for your business now. What was working? What was your greatest asset? What was your competitive advantage? May not be that now. That might have to change. Your weaknesses are much more exposed and have been exposed for a lot of businesses in this time of crisis. And now is the time to revamp and to re-examine the new opportunities, maybe within your same structure, but maybe new opportunities, all right, out there for your business. And then finally, the threats. To be quite honest with you, Matthew, this is an area I think that many businesses are beginning to realize that perhaps some of the threats that have been imposed on our country, our global economy, we had no idea about pandemics and those effects. And threats need a, a variety, all right, a variable, a variety of different strategies. You've got to have variables examined, different strategies, maybe three or four think ways of actually, all right, attacking and winning over, all right, one threat. And one thing I want to I want to bring to light is I think there's a great difference between, you know, the weaknesses and the threats. You know, weaknesses are something a lot of organizations can control. You know, it's something you can you can work on to become strengths. Threats on the other hand tend to be things that, you know, are, are a little more out of our control. We just try to have to prepare for them as best we can, you know, like people who are uncomfortable going to a restaurant right away would be a threat. People who don't want to sit in the booth right next to another family, you know, could be a threat from in in a restaurant industry and having to, you know, plan for those things? Well, these are real. I mean, these threats uh, are real and they will cause not only with your customers, going back to what you were talking about with a restaurant, um, they will cause anxiety, they will cause fear, and they will cause anxiety and fear and stress on you. And this is important. Facts, Matt, are the best friend for business owners and entrepreneurs, okay? They cannot let emotions drive them away from determining and critically analyzing the root cause of the problem or the threat. They really need to resolve whatever fear or anxiety because a lot of threats are new and unknown because fear paralyzes employees, fear paralyzes the customers and fear will paralyze our marketplace. Uh, rumors uh, come from fear and rumors about what's happening in the future will destroy confidence for your business. And actually, there's actually been some research on this. According to teamworks.com, um, 86% of organizational gossip is related to obstacles, to obstacles, not on obstacles, not how you will actually overcome and move forward, but how you are stuck. So Leaders, one of the strategies I really encourage you in this time is to be forward-looking, poised, 
and positive, even in the midst of maybe not knowing how to address all the problems and the threats. Because if you are not poised, if you are not positive, if you cannot resolve the fear, all right, with facts, your team, your team of employees, your customers, your suppliers, going back to the government, your community, they will feed off how you're reacting to the situation. It is incredibly important in these times for leaders to show courage, to stay positive, right? while the events occur. When all these emotions are boiling up and your team is really starting to feel the fear and you're hearing gossips as a leader, you know, running through, how can organizational leaders begin to mitigate some of that fear and help their team be led through that? Well, for this, I have three words. Communicate, communicate, and communicate. Or as my dentist says, rinse and repeat, okay? You can never over-communicate, I truly believe, in a crisis situation. And we are in a crisis situation in the business market, whether you're communicating to your employees, your customers, or suppliers. And you have to, you have to communicate over and over again because, quite frankly, sometimes fear will paralyze your hearing. And people are really busy or they just skim, skim through things. Another recent survey I, I reviewed confirmed that even with the most modern communication, only a third of emails are actually open. And I don't know about you, Matt, but in a time of crisis, there, there are a lot of emails out there, right? So you have to, have to, have to communicate. And when you communicate, you got to take ownership for what went wrong. You've got to take ownership. Leaders, the coach, all right, the owner, you have to take ownership for the fumble. Because even if a player fumbles the ball, you are the leader. Great leaders, in order to be poised and positive in a crisis, to garner confidence from individuals who depend on your business and your employees, they do not point fingers. This will cause fear and distrust. And fear and distrust will have an adverse effect on your business and enterprise moving forward. I want to ask you a question about uh, organizational leaders, you know, when they over communicate sometimes, I mean, we have so much information going out, we may get it wrong, you know, like you said, and you said, take ownership. What does that ownership look like from a organizational leader when he does get it wrong and he needs to communicate that to his team? Well, I think you have to not only communicate what went wrong. All right but how are we going to fix it, all right? Also, you need to communicate what can be done versus what cannot be done. And this means you're gonna to have to have an identification of the problem, admitting what went wrong, taking ownership, and then have a ton of variable scenarios that could be enacted so this doesn't happen again. And this may be a good time for you, if you're a leader of a business or enterprise, to refresh your goals. Go back to your SWOT analysis, right? And come up with new goals. So we got 
two things out of the way so far. You know, the first thing is needing to know the rules of the game as we enter. And the second that you brought up is needing to have a strategy in order to enter in and not just enter in, but enter in with the mindset to win. So as we, as we start to, you know, wrap this episode up, what, what is the third uh, and final um, piece to helping organizations have the right strategy in coming in the market? Well, the third leg of this three-legged stool for getting back into the market is for the business owners and entrepreneurs to have tactics to implement the strategies. Now is the time to do. I'm going to go over just a few, a few just general, general types of suggestions that can work in all types of businesses. Uh, these, these, these suggestions um, can be implemented to fit the size or the scope or the type of your business. And one of these tactics that is extremely important in times of crisis is agility and adaptability. Companies, businesses, enterprises will have to be fluid and flexible. And that comes back to going back, revising and refreshing your goals, creating variable scenarios, and understanding what worked in the past, what worked two weeks ago may not work now. So they have to be ready to act and to move to implement a variable, a number of strategies. One thing I'd love to add in here too, I think it's just, you know, when we talk about in the mindset, bringing some of the mindset of knowing that this is unprecedented, you know, here we've been in a time where we've organizations have never really experienced unless they were around since, you know, the Great Depression, maybe even in 2008. But this is one of the first times where an entire economy has kind of come to a grinding halt and everybody is trying to figure out how do we re-enter. So a lot of people will get it right, maybe, and a lot of people and more people probably get it wrong. But having that mindset of, oh, it's okay, you know, we're all learning and we're all trying to figure this out together. And I like when you said how we're all trying to figure this out together for the good of the market and for the good of our society. When I think of another tactic and it comes to mind is innovation, I'll give you an example of, of, of a corporation that has really signaled and shown a great, great, uh, I guess, footprint or example how to help our society. And that is by being innovative. General Motors, they haven't produced a car all year, fiscal year. And yet, when there was a need um, for all types of machinery to help in the hospitals and face masks, they, in three weeks, completely changed their production. All right, they completely changed their production here in a General Motors plant here in Indiana and were able to bring back the best of their people in order to change making cars into changing all types of medical equipment and technology and PPE that is desperately needed to address the COVID-19 situation. Innovation is a tactic that has never gone stale, that has always been needed, but is especially needed in a time of this type of unprecedented, unprecedented um, kind of crisis in our business economy. Now, when we think about innovation, I think we think about being very reactive and working very hard as a team. And that is very important. But as we are working hard as a team, as you have high expectations of businesses and entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, 
need to actually use this tactic in order to get the best out of people. And that is empathy. Empathy towards the employees, empathy towards the customers. So many skilled, hardworking employees have been furloughed. And what can you do to stay connected to them, to check on them, to let them know that you want them back? And when they come back, how will you reward them? Empathy towards employees as they're going through needs of taking care of their families, taking care of their housing, taking care of their children, taking care of elderly parents. Empathy is very important. How are companies, your company, helping the community in this crisis? And empathy towards customers. You know, the supply chain has been completely, completely immersed in this uh, crisis in a way that is maybe causing some disruption. And maybe some of the customers can't pay on time at this particular point. What can you do to ease or renegotiate perhaps leases and contracts to keep your best customers, to keep your best clients with you in the future as we rebound to move this country forward in our economy? You know, salary cuts and, salary cuts and downsizing, I really think all of us in our society, but especially our business owners and entrepreneurs, and many of them are doing this, and we should applaud them. This type of, um, I guess, outcome needs to be handled with really, really sensitivity, far more sensitivity than many of us have ever seen in our business lifetimes. Finally, an uh, important tactic that can be applied to all businesses and enterprises as we move forward. I want to emphasize that, Matt. We are going to move forward. We're going to move out of this. This is a season, a bad season, but good seasons are on the horizon. Business leaders need to, and owners need to have and show and demonstrate transparency and honesty. To me, of all the tactics that I've shared with you, this tactic is tactic number one. If you are transparent, if you are honest, your customers, your employee, the business community will trust you when you come out and you rebound. Trust, trust, trust. It is very important. If they can't trust you in the midst of a crisis, they won't respect you as we come out of it. And I think that is so key because if you're trying to kid yourself or kid your customers by saying, no, we're okay. We're, we're stronger than ever when really you're not. I think it's more now more than ever. It's the most important to really just let everyone around, you know, Hey, we took a hard hit and you know, we're, we're, we're down, but you know what? We're still going to be here for you. And I think that's going to build the highest level of trust. And I will end this when you give trust. When you give empathy, right, your customers and your employees will give back. They will give back. And the give back is the bounce back and the resilience, Matt, that I truly believe will propel our country's economy in a better place. All right. We've got a bright future. Here at the Kelly School of Business, we have outstanding graduates who are going to be ready and able more importantly, willing to lead us to a bright new future with new markets and new enterprises. Again, Professor of Management and Business Law, Charlotte Westerhouse Renfro, always a pleasure and an honor to have you here on our show. 
This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.